0: Welcome back to another episode of Slo- I'm Glenn. this is Dimitri, who's doing the slowly slogan <laughs> as I'm interrupting you. Hi. Hi.
1: <laughs> Had to catch up there.
0: Yeah. Catch up, catch up, catch up.
1: Where are we going with this?
0: Nowhere. <laughs> anyway, um, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I was on YouTube the other day mm-hmm. and there was... A video that popped up.
1: As as they do on YouTube.
0: <laughs> and uh, and that's where I get all my news, you know. So it was like part of my news feed. <laughs> so uh, I did not watch the video. But uh,
1: you had one job.
0: I <laughs> uh, came across a video that says something about the last man living in an iron lung. So what is an iron lung
1: (laughs) um um uh so an iron lung oh
0: am i is uh, are you stumping me Uh, no i know
1: i know some of what an iron lung is so an iron lung is a device that you place a human inside Mm -hmm. and it changes the air pressure such that you can breathe yeah right is it something similar to that mm-hmm. um i do you do you place the human inside the iron lung or do you attach their mouth and nose parts to the iron lung that i do not know um I, but yeah i assume there's a change of pressure involved and that pumping action gets your lungs moving and your lungs moving means that you are able to absorb oxygen and importantly get rid of co2 from your lungs uh from your blood i should say and therefore you can continue to stay alive that said i don't think iron lungs were super effective uh when they were in use and like the invention of the respirate what, what's it called now respirator is it respirators what what did we need to outfit all the hot- Ventilator? hospitals ventilators yeah i think the, those are mo- a lot more effective than does iron it work lungs.
0: differently or does it work the same way
1: I think it's kind of the same. Now, ventilator, you have to stick a tube down someone's throat. Uh-huh. So it's not, not very pleasant and it's kind of invasive and you're going to have a ruined throat for a fair amount of time. <laughs> well, you're
0: about to die from suffocation <laughs> or from not being able to breathe. So uh, a tube down your throat helping you survive, maybe it's a... Uh, and you
1: live to see another day, certainly.
0: <laughs> it's not bad of an option. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I wonder if it's down there with, like, CPR, where, like, some people just do not ever want to be resuscitated because of all the brain trauma that
0: mm-hmm. happens
1: during the seconds of and
0: the, the of lack
1: of um, oxygen that you receive.
0: But also, like, your rib cage gets broken. Like, rib, no. Isn't well, that, it like that ribs heals. Ribs get broken. That
1: heals. The brain functionality is gone forever.
0: Well, it depends on how long you're under, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you pass out within a couple minutes and they can bring you back right away and then get you hooked up to machine then it's probably not that bad of a damage to your brain but if you're out cold for like a couple hours I don't even know if a couple hours is still a good window to like be able to bring you back I
1: don't know if a couple hours is but I do know that the best like thing you can do if you can't resuscitate someone right away it's to chill their body mm-hmm. and then slowly reintroduce oxygen, like high concentrated oxygen, mm-hmm. over a period of a long time and you have a chance at resuscitating them that way.
0: Yeah, that is if you're lucky you have to be, you happen to be in a hospital when you when that happens. When that happened. Because if that's the case, they probably won't even resort to that method. They yeah, probably they'll just, just pronounce CPR you, dead and... you or pronounce you dead. Right. Yeah. So,
1: that yeah. said, I have no clue. Like, past the basic, like, an iron lung is a thing, I, like, am mostly going off half speculation and half, like, what my brain tells me. This is probably true. Uh, and I don't know if it actually is true or not. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It is seems, that your
0: final answer? That
1: is my final <laughs> answer because it seems like you know what an iron lung is.
0: I bear I don't. I, so I looked it up because it, you I you have
1: an I, image in your head, right? Yes. Okay, so please describe that image because I don't have an image well, just in my head.
0: Let the record be known. This is the first time I managed to stump Dimitri. He does not know the answer.
1: Oh, I was totally wrong.
0: No, you do, but you don't know any more than just oh, it helps got it, got you got it. breathe. <laughs> So I think that qualifies as not knowing things. Yeah, answer. I'll
1: take it. I'll take it. I'm I'm willing to learn. So so le- I have a question for you. Do you? Yeah, I do. Um like I was I was sitting on a chair one of these days and then my wife was telling me about how she watches videos on youtube i know like craziest thing what? This um, wife of yours, but she didn't I... watch a video and then like she saw another video and it was talking about iron lungs and she asked me and i didn't really know what an iron lung was so now i want to know like do you know what an iron lung is do you dude, think you can tell me
0: dude this wife of yours sounds so much like me we should meet up
1: oh i think you already know each other
0: <laughs> hey. i hope at least <laughs> <laughs> so so uh the iron lung was invented back in like the 50s and it's mainly used for people with polio okay. and polio during that it's time full-on
1: paralysis it's, right?
0: yes it's a it's a virus that just attacks your nervous system and just like kills everything pretty much to the point where like it damages everything to the point where you're paralyzed and one of the cases is that it uh it damages your lung your diaphragm to the point where you can no longer breathe. And what they did was they invented this machine where it's literally an iron coffin pretty much with at one end there is an opening for your head to be sticking out. And the rest of it is I guess it's made of iron. I don't know if it has to be made of iron.
1: It has to be, Okay, so based on that, let me let me speculate. So uh it is a rigid container right and it changes the air pressure inside such that your chest will have to like once they decrease the pressure your chest will have to open up Mm -hmm. and you will have to end up breathing as a result um and then it will increase the pressure which will close your chest Mm -hmm. and you will end up breathing out and there's like a gasket at your neck Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really matter if it's strangling you or not because it's forcing you to breathe
0: exactly so that's okay. exactly what it is it's uh there's a chamber that's and weird that, uh, it is but it's helped save a lot of people do they life, have like
1: a, a mummy thing going no. on in the chamber no. no
0: i mean you're just lying there on a bed really mm-hmm. i mean like you're paralyzed got it yeah that point. sucks it, it is you can open it up because you but know, then they're not
1: breathing anymore so better make it quick
0: yeah but they it depends on how heavy your case is like the the situation is like you have to be in there your whole life or some people can like come out for 15 minutes but after 15 minutes you start turning blue so then you go back in you know what i'm saying mm. like that kind of idea right so it allows the people to take a, a breather <laughs> and i guess not really a breather i'm sorry it allows them to like take a a step away from this sort of a confinement that they're in you know like Stepping away for a little bit is probably... Whatever
1: the opposite of a deep breath is.
0: So, so yeah. So, this cage at one end, there's, like, this uh, cushion that, like... Gasket. A gasket, pretty much. Your head is through there... Which then allows you to like Live your life outside of there But then it's not (laughs) As
1: much as living your life with a head outside of a So
0: so, and then your your full body is inside And then at the opposite end of your head There's like this sort of like rubber I wouldn't say rubber But it's like a drum Like it expands and it contracts Uh And when that expands It creates a negative pressure inside the chamber Mm -hmm. Which causes your lung Your diaphragm to expand and, and when it expands expand. therefore your lungs expands and then at that same time it re- it relies on the the person outside to breathe in and breathe out mm-hmm. and when the the drum at the end collapses it or like deflates I guess it collapses your your diaphragm which then helps you exhale and that's how you mechanically breathe Mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah like a lot of so pe- you're
0: not hooked up to anything it's just that chamber is, is like, allowing you to do it is doing it it's force. it's physically doing you like you know
1: it's not doing you. <laughs> <It's> another <laughs> another another uh phrase of words please um but yeah that's something interesting that i don't think a lot of people realize is
0: wait I, hold on Isn't that the same idea as CPR when you compress somebody's lung, like by pushing down? Isn't that what you're sort of doing? Is that you're, or no, I guess CPR is not really the lungs. Yeah.
1: So before we talked about CPR, uh, what people don't realize about your lungs is you are never really inflating them like a balloon Mm -hmm. and they are not really a balloon. The most that you're doing is that you're pulling them like what your diaphragm is doing is you're pulling them to be larger. And by pulling them to be larger, that causes air to come in to your mouth, um, and that's what fills them up. And then what your diaphragm does is it pushes them to be be closed again, Mm -hmm. or to be smaller, and it pushes the air out. So like you said, it's doing really what your diaphragm is doing, um, to move your Your, chest to be larger and smaller. And the way your body does this is it moves your ribcage, essentially, Mm -hmm. and your ribcage is like attached to your lungs on all sides so it makes it physically larger or smaller so you aren't never really inflating a balloon when you do this um and like a fun experiment is if you have like a glass of water and you have a straw and you suck on the straw you're not sucking with your lungs you're sucking with your cheeks on your tongue in your mouth like nothing is entering your lungs None of that air is entering into your lungs. And that's a good thing. Like, if you're sucking the water, you don't want that entering yeah, your lungs. You're your, your lungs are actually closed off at that point. Um, so uh, even if you're, like, blowing a balloon, very... Like, you have to train yourself to blow your, a balloon with your lungs rather than with just your mouth muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why kids oftentimes have a hard time blowing balloons. is because they're just using their mouth muscles, not their whole diaphragm to, like, really inflate that balloon. Um so it's a different it's a different skill. Um so going to CPR that's exactly what you're doing. You're inflating someone's lungs with your breath like a balloon. Mm. And then with CPR you're, you're rhythmically pushing it out. Pushing it out. Um and I think I like I really don't know with CPR. I think that their heart is still beating. Like you're not really doing anything to influence their heart. You're just trying to get the flow of
0: oxygen to the brain perhaps
1: yeah so you're well no that's what the heart is doing so you're generally people aren't starved for oxygen like there's plenty of oxygen in your blood um especially at ground level what you need to get out of the body is the co2 and the only way to get the co2 out of someone's body is to have them exhale because well, like so
0: I put a straw and then suck it out <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, no, because it, it needs some empty air to diffuse into, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very peculiar. If there's a little bit too much CO two in the air, it's not going to diffuse out of the blood. It's going to stay in the blood because it's happy there. So you really need to constantly refresh the air that's in, that's there to get all that CO two out. Um, so I, yeah, that's I'm assuming that's probably what you're concentrating on the most again, I don't know, like, not a CR, I have my hands up in the air, like, not a CPR expert. like a crazy monkey. Yeah, uh, and when I did take a CPR class, ooh, uh, 15 years ago, (laughs) um, like... In high school. Yeah, in high school. Ooh, 15 years ago. Um... They didn't... Like, I didn't think to ask, like, these questions, nor did they... Because they don't
0: teach you. They don't... And I bet you the people, that the CPR instructors, probably don't even know. Well, I would
1: ask these questions. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I I
0: feel like people aren't really well-educated on, like, how things work or why things work the Mm -hmm. way they do. It's just... When you do CPR, this is what you do: you pump the chest, you blow into their mouth occasionally, and this is what you do for our babies. You use two fingers. You know that's yeah. it. But it's like why? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, for a baby, you know why? You don't want to use your whole fist because you will kill the baby more than saving it. But. Yeah,
1: yeah. Basically, you wanna you wanna get the get the air moving to. Mm -hmm. connect air to the blood as best as you can in both directions like I'm sure the oxygen is still important Um, so you want to get oxygen in and CO2 out uh, while their heart is still beating because they don't have much time before it just gives up Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah that's that's CPR in a nutshell Um, one thing I wanted to add which I I thought is a cool a cool tidbit um, is You know when people are hyperventilating, what they say is like, oh, grab a a paper paper bag. bag and start breathing into it. And anyone who is not necessarily a medical professional must have laughed at that and thought it was silly. It's like, why would you need a paper bag to help you hyperventilate? Surely it's just a tool to help you calm down and not... Like, actually like, like physically maybe, helping.
0: maybe to, like, divert your attention exactly. to something Kinda else. Kind of like if you have
1: hiccups and you, someone shouts at you and that gets rid of the hiccups. Uh-huh. Okay, so, turns out, paper bag is, like, absolutely crucial to helping you in that situation. Because what happens when you're hyperventilating is you're starting to breathe very quickly. Mm-hmm. And when you breathe very quickly, you're going to get rid of a lot of the CO2 that's in your blood. Mm-hmm. And CO2 makes your blood acidic. So, if you get rid of that CO2 rapidly, your blood is very quickly going to turn alkaline. And that's bad, like you don't ever want that to happen to your blood. Your blood is a very specific what happens uh, you? pH level.
0: Well, like what happened if you if it hy- goes hy- hypo, hyper, hyperventilate, like do you pass out?
1: Uh, you likely might pass out or suffer uh, damage due to that. So, um, so something that people say is grab a bag and breathe into it because what will happen is you're going to be adding CO2 to that bag with every breath. And by increasing the amount of CO two in the bag, so in the air that's in the bag, that concentration is going to be higher when it touches back your blood. So it's going to re-enter your blood and restabilize. So while you are panicking, you will be able to calm down and restabilize your blood acidity. So that way, it re-normalizes, and you don't suffer from effects of it becoming alkaline.
0: So you're saying this when you hyperventilate, breathing. Hard, fast and hard
1: gets rid of co2
0: puts the co2 in your lungs or gets rid of it
1: well it puts it from your blood into your lungs into and your out lungs. of your mouth
0: and then by you breathing into a bag it, it you, doesn't escape it goes into the bag the co2 by, and then you breathing it back in goes through your bloodstream again.
1: exactly yeah uh,
0: does it have to be a plastic a paper bag can it be just anything because what if you don't have anything around you like a bag
1: uh, I think the paper bag works the best because it, like, retains some It works structure. as, like, a,
0: a vacuum. Like, right. you go...
1: Yeah. Um, so, I think that's probably the best kind of Or implement. is it because
0: it's the cheapest and easier to store yeah. because it's yeah, flat? Yeah,
1: that also. Um,
0: like, I, I just want to say, like, often whenever you need to vomit or whatever, that's always you always get bag. these brown bags, right? And I, I just want to say, like, growing up, and having to go to school, normally those brown bags are like your lunch bags, you know. Every day you get a brown, but who who have those anymore nowadays? No, you know. so yeah, everyone you're has out of Ninja luck. Turtle bags. You're out of luck, you know. Yeah. So I guess always carry a, bra- a bag with you
1: if you're prone to hyperventilating. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, and then fun fact on that fun fact, uh, there's a lot of people that will try to sell you alkaline water or whatever uh, and say that it changes your body's ph level uh and that's a a bunch of hodgepodge uh there's no yeah a bunch of baloney. there's very little in terms of food that you can ingest that will change the acidity of your blood the notable exception is medicine um and medicine is very carefully crafted to survive reaching your intestines to be absorbed as medicine um
0: honestly like if you you shouldn't believe what, like, the normal Joe Schmo on the street tells you. Like, oh, drink this alkaline water. They're not doctors. Like, they wouldn't know what your body But they
1: might say, like. oh, doctors say. Just like we're saying, like, don't do it. And, like, there's other people saying do it, you know? So, what I'm telling you is, like, this is, like, just a fact that you can verify. And that's the best thing about facts is mm-hmm. they're verifiable. <laughs> so, uh, if... Fact check. You, yeah, fact check. So, if if you look up like, blood acidity and alkaline water and try to find some actual scientific papers, then the overwhelming conclusion is that no matter the acidity of, like, the water you're drinking, it's not going to impact your blood uh, like, alkalinity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And your blood alkalinity is very carefully regulated by all sorts of other things in your body, um, and it has nothing to do with the water that you're drinking. Cool yeah
0: what was the topic anyway Oops. oh iron long. iron long, yeah
1: <laughs> i can go further uh and on that note so you know when they say oh if you eat something acidic you're gonna get heartburn sure or you're gonna get stomach ulcers mm-hmm. okay so your stomach ph level is very very acidic like your stomach just pumps out hcl which is like a super acidic acid uh and you eating lemons That's, like, less acidic than your stomach. So you are making your stomach less acidic by eating a lemon. To give you an idea of, like, what's the sourest thing you can regularly eat and the amount of damage that will do to your stomach. Now, what most people perceive as heartburn is the connection between their stomach and their esophagus. Although the stomach is impervious to acidity, the esophagus is a very different story. And if you get a little bit of acidity in there, it will burn. And also the peptase, which is in your stomach that breaks down uh, peptide chains. Like, if that enters your esophagus, it's going to start breaking down the peptide chains in your esophagus, which means that, ouch. That's why, like, if you get a little acid reflux or a little throw up in your mouth and it, like, burns, that's not the acidity. That's the peptase eating away at you. Um, It's you eating you, Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, But, yeah, I just want to, like, push away that, that... myth that eating something acidic will like injure you uh and or injure your stomach specifically it might injure your esophagus if you have like heartburn commonly then your esophagus is already injured and you're just adding lemon to it like if you if you have a wound and you pour lemon that's what's gonna feel like it's except in your esophagus but it's not your stomach that is hurting no, most of the time
0: yeah yeah cool
1: and taking that further when your stomach, quote unquote, makes noises and goes rawr, rawr, and you're like, Oh, I'm hungry. That's not your stomach, number one. That's your intestines. It's far below. That's the only thing that's making gurgly noises, because there's air in your intestines and they're traveling around. Um and yeah, it's not your stomach. Okay, I've taken But f-
0: normally whenever that happens, I'm hungry.
1: Sure sure. That's that's can happen when you're it's hungry. Either that I'm or it hungry. can happen when you're not hungry.
0: Okay, okay, there's two cases like Normally, when my stomach makes that loud noise, I'm I'm either, like, starving or I'm so stuffed. Like, it does well. <laughs> I'm either starving or I'm really stuff. Otherwise, in between, when I've eaten a little bit of snack or a little bit of this in between, I don't get any noise.
1: How about this? When you're hungry and you notice something happening in your body, you're like, I'm really hungry. <laughs> because you're hungry. You're thinking about being hungry. So therefore you associate it with being hungry
0: but then why does it make the noise when i'm brown it's always making the noise (laughs) well not that loud
1: (laughs) (laughs) because you're hungry you're noticing it more
0: (laughs) oh i guess sure
1: your ears are tuned to find food maybe yeah anyways this has been an episode with way too many facts um i'm making it up because i got stumped so i i out stumped my way by like Falling rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. It's like when you go to Wikipedia and you click on a link and then you're like, oh, and you click on another link and you're like, oh, and you click on another link and you're like, oh, and you and you're like totally.
0: Why Wikipedia? Just go to freaking so, YouTube. Like I'm on YouTube and I like watch this movie and then the next movie, oh, I guess I'll watch this. So I and guess then you just go down the rabbit hole of just endless movies. Or, yeah, I guess, or, or, I guess or that's like, the
1: modern day equivalent.
0: Or videos or whatever. And that's why I found Iron Lung.
1: So we started with Iron Lung and we at- ended at gurgling stomachs.
0: I am (laughs) long. Bye, everyone. Bye.